Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Punktastic Podcast. I am your editor-in-chief, Penny, and with me, as always, are the lovely Liam. Hello. That threw you because I called you lovely then, didn't it? Yeah, I'm not used to that. <laughs> I'm called many things, but that is not one of them. And I feel like I need to alliterate now. The awesome Andy. Hello. Hello. I thought you were going to go for arsehole, but, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not an arsehole. Adequate Andy. Yeah, oh, that's much better. Average. Average. <laughs> that's so sad. Well, in case, in case you don't know, we all work at Punktastic. And as part of Punktastic, we like to champion new music. And we have a special part of our website called The Pickup, where bands and artists can submit their tracks and everyone can go and have a listen. You can search by band, by genre. There's a randomizer button. So if you struggle to wade through all the new music that is around, you know, Twitter, friends, Spotify every month, we are here to help you maybe find that new favorite band of yours. Right, so I don't want to call you adequate. The amazing Andy, which now makes you sound like a magician, is going to start us off. <laughs> well, out of my magic hat this week, <laughs> I am gonna, it's not a rabbit. It is a Copenhagen band called Foon, and this is The Compass. The 
Spoon, The Compass. I don't know about you two, but I absolutely love harmonies. And the harmonies in this are some of the best I've heard for a long time. They are absolutely seamless, particularly in the choruses. Okay. Sorry, was that a question? No, well, I was just... I'll keep going. I'll keep going. Yeah, so, like, that jump from, like, the clean to the unclean as well later on, I know it caught you by surprise, Liam. Mm. It kind of was like a bit of a palate cleanser midway through, wasn't it? Yeah. Like a little like a little shot of lime juice just to... <laughs> In the eye. Clear it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the chaser. I, I really dig it. It's got a sort of rival's vibe to it. It's real good. I've had it on repeat pretty much most of the day. It's cracking. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Hmm. Uh, Penny, do you want to go first? Not convinced. Oh. I had to, I always have my headphones on too loud, but I had to turn it down more than once with those high-pitched vocals. They were a bit too much for me, which sounds, you know, I have no problem with high-pitched vocals, but it didn't, it just grated on me a little bit. I definitely liked the the switch to the unclean vocals. That was a nice surprise. But there wasn't enough of it for me, I don't think. I, yeah, it was. We always say this that obviously everyone else has not. This is the first time two of us are hearing the song. Mm. So we have to kind of digest it, which is slightly different. But yeah, I didn't hate it, but I don't think it did much for me. It was a bit of a. It was a bit of a flat line. And then the unclean vocals, you know, piqued my interest. And then they were gone again. And then they were back. And just. Yeah, I'm not sure that one's for me. Oh. I don't think. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, to be honest. It it left me pretty cold. I liked the vocalist's voice, but I feel like I would have liked to have had it in a different style of music because I just don't I don't think this is this kind of like, you know, new Bring Me the Horizon, Normandy kind of radio rock. It leaves me cold generally, to be honest, but like it also doesn't leave you loads of room to really show your full vocal range because it's all quite straight and down the line mm. it was fine i mean they're obviously they're you know it's a it's a well enough put together song and yeah it was bad it's not like with some of you know there has been somewhere i've been oh my god i hope i never hear that again this absolutely <laughs> is not the case with this one at all you know it is, it is absolutely fine but it didn't stir anything in me whatsoever apart from that moment where the the screamy bit came in and I was like, oh, but more because it was unexpected rather than because I particularly enjoyed it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Just it just fell a little bit flat with me, to be honest. Do you think that maybe because the music that you and I listen to is a little heavier than Andy, we're kind of used to like a rise to something and a breakdown? And a- I don't know if it's necessarily that. I think, you know, I I don't need my music to be heavy to enjoy it. Like that's that's right. not a problem, and I listen to a lot of poppy stuff and a lot of poppier stuff than this. But whatever you know, and and like you say, because obviously Andy's heard this before, so he's like he's enjoyed it and brought it to the the podcast. Whereas you and I are hearing it for the first time and have to kind of just judge it on first impressions. Yeah. And on first impressions, it didn't hit hard enough to tickle that side of me that likes hard hitting music, and it wasn't interesting enough to tickle the side of me that likes things that are a bit more subtle and nuanced and softer. Mm. Um, it just sort of kind of fell somewhere in the middle and, and I don't really have anywhere to put it in my yeah. taste, if that makes sense. That sounds really pretentious, I know, but it just didn't, <laughs> yeah, it didn't really 
Rising. I, if I ever heard it again, I'd be like, oh, great, there's that Voon song. But I also wouldn't be particularly bothered if I didn't yeah. hear it again. Yeah, I think I would have, the way we go through the pickup, I probably would have gone, oh, yeah, this is fine. But like, obviously, we have to pick something that we that we quite like, you know. It resonates with us, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like I maybe would have heard it on the pickup and gone, oh, that's cool. All right, we'll post that to the pickup. Because believe it or not, we do get some stuff that is not not postable. suited for punktastic that doesn't get posted to the pickup but yeah i would have gone oh that's cool that's nice but i wouldn't have brought it to the table interesting i will say like the the vocalist had some really nice like inflections in in their voice that i think if it had been more of like a um like a chamber pop like bat for lashesy chelsea wolfy mm. kind of thing could have been really cool or even some like weird like trip hop thing like a maybe like a bjorky kind of way could have been quite yeah. cool but it just I, I feel like this isn't the the vehicle that i would personally like to hear her in interesting interesting cracking set of pipes though oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah 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 as our response surprised you um a little bit a little bit i feel a bit deflated i feel oh, like i'm no. off to a, a losing oh. start but you know i promise you are adequate right. andy <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know if we've talked about how you guys go through the pickup to find your tracks, but I think I've said before, I personally go through the things that have not yet been published. I will open a dozen in different tabs because I love a good tab. And then I will literally just go through them and listen to it. So I'm not looking for any like specific genre or anything like that. And this is how I found this band. This is Midwitch Cuckoos. I'm everything you want.
So that was the acoustic version of Midwich Cuckoo's track Russian Doll. And the reason why I mention how I like to go through the pickup is because this band I worked out, I was like, I know that name. It's a slightly odd name. And they actually played at Camden Rocks in 2019 on the Punktastic stage. Mm. And I checked them out because I hung out at our stage all day. Yeah, they... They're slightly odd. When I this is like I said, this is an acoustic version of their song "Russian Doll," which I then went on to Spotify and checked out because, you know, I'm an emo. I'm a sucker for acoustic versions of literally anything. But I went on Spotify and listened to the non-acoustic version, and that fucking slaps as well. So big fan of that. I went onto their Facebook, and there's a long about us bit. But long story short, I was. Um, the guitarist, I believe, that decided to write some songs and then didn't really have a band. So they decided to send out the tracks to various musicians and get, you know, different musicians to to collaborate with whatever Patch had written. And then things started to get a bit better. And in 2020, they decided to cement a lineup. From looking at it, I think it was most of the same people that I saw playing at Camden Rocks in 2019. And now they're a full-on band. And seeing as how nobody's been able to go out and tour and things the last year, looks like they've done an acoustic version of a couple of songs, a dutty reggae version of one of their other songs, and a dance remix. But what did you think about this one, guys? I really, really liked this uh, a lot more than I expected to. This might be my favorite song that you've brought to the uh, the pickup. It gave me big Fleetwood Mac energy. Yeah. But then I'm really interested to hear what they actually sound like because on there, for fans of on the pickup, it says Faith No More in the Bronx, which obviously you're not getting from the acoustic version at all, but I'd really like to hear what they sound like normally because that's two big ticks of mine. From your face, I'm guessing they don't sound like either of those bands. Yeah, I did go and listen to the not acoustic version and they're a bit more kind of rock and punky. I don't... Don't know if I necessarily got Faith No More in the Bronx from it. But again, we've had this conversation of you, you know, bands will go, oh, this is what we sound like. And then we somehow managed to find the one song that doesn't sound doesn't. like them. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> Which doesn't help. But they were a lot of fun at Camden Rocks. I bet. And then it sounds really cool. Like, I wasn't sure about it all the way through, but I really liked a lot of it. And especially in the more sort of esoteric kind of moments where it was more just like twinkly guitar and the vocals without mm. the kind of rockier choruses it was really like really Fleetwood Mackie which again is a big big box tick for me um yeah who doesn't like Fleetwood Mac I know it is yeah it's a fair point I haven't got a huge amount else to say about it but I just really enjoyed it and I'll definitely be going to have a listen to what they actually sound like off the back of that but I will be avoiding Mm. the dutty reggae remix like the plague yeah I know you love Scar and things like that so I fucking hate Scar so much (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, Andy, <laughs> I think I'm the odd one out this week because I uh, didn't like it. Wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh, I, it's difficult. Like I think if you're if you're doing like an acoustic EP or like a variance EP, people should know. Like you have to hear the first one to know what the comparisons are. Yeah. And obviously, we don't know what the full band one. Well, certainly Liam and I don't know what the full full band in vertical commas version sound like so i'm kind of just going off this and i'm not a huge fan of the overly gritty vocals on top of like the twinkly sort of spacey guitars 
I do agree with the Fleetwood comps though. I think that's pretty spot on. But I think without hearing like a full band, I can't. I'm not overly yeah. keen on it. Fair enough. It just seems no, like fair. they're too opposing. Like proper gravelly, punky lyrics, uh, vocals, and serene instrumentation. I think because well, obviously I'm the only one that has listened to the proper kind of rocky punk version. It makes sense. That's what they sound like. So, like Beartooth did a a kind of country EP of a bunch of their songs, which I feel like it was made for me because I love country music and I love Beartooth. But I feel like if you don't know those Beartooth songs, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm. So maybe this is a similar kind of thing. I think that I mean punk rock and and hardcore are you know it's it's not a style of music that I think lends itself particularly well to being covered acoustically like like one of my favorite bands in the whole world is cancer bats i could not get on board with that acoustic ep they did last year at all and i loved it i just i was just like no no this is not what these songs are supposed to sound like i can't (laughs) i can't get my head around it i can't let it doesn't sit with me at all whereas this i mean granted i've never heard the originals but you know if the originals are just the same but with hard guitars I, i think i'll really be into it yeah yeah I feel like, Penn, you might have enjoyed it because it had a bit of a Bon Jovi vibe to it and you are a sucker for Bon Jovi. Oh, now I don't like it anymore. I am. I'm a, I love Bon Jovi. I, yeah, I'm a sucker for acoustic tracks. It had like a Dead or Alive feel to it. Is that what it's called, Dead or Alive? <gasps> Dead or Alive yeah. is one of the, yeah, one of the big ones. It's one of the best ones. Fuck living on a prayer. Living on a prayer is overrated. The best Dead one alive is, is uh, You Give Love a Bad Name. Oh, good choice. Yeah, I feel... I feel like that's why you're gravitating to it because it's got that steel cowboy sound to it's it. It's possible. It has definitely got like a, it had a slightly kind of, not glam rock, but definitely like, you know, big. 80s Bon Jovi. 80s. I mean, so Fleetwood Mac and, and Bon Jovi, they don't sound alike, but they're from the same kind of era and the same kind of world, aren't they? So mm. it's no. not a million miles away, I suppose. If you even vaguely liked it, I would recommend going and checking out the more punk rock stuff mm. on Spotify for Midwich Cuckoos. And yeah, they were they tore up the punktastic stage. They were a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah. I'll definitely go and listen to uh, to the other version of it. Yeah. But yeah, that one's not not for me. Well, knowing knowing what I know about your taste, Andy, I reckon that but on a punk rock track will be a bit of you. Hmm. Liam, what you got? So the first thing I've got tonight is a track called Dragged Up by the band Fangs Out. Fucking bleak, I'll burn it all down. Promises to 
That was Dragged Up by Fangs Out. Anybody who's been listening to us since episode one will know how much I love Every Time I Die, Gallows, Cancer Bats and The Bronx and any bands that sound even remotely like that. So clearly this was always something that I was going to go for immediately. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that that pretty much sums up exactly what they sound like. You know, they, they sound basically like Orchestra of Wolves era Gallows with a bit of got a phenomenon every time i error every time i die thrown in yeah which you know if that's what you like if you like partying and jumping about and moshing great um dark fruits i don't think that it's quite the finished product like i think that it's still a little bit rough around the edges but that first gallows album is pretty fucking rough around the edges and they ended up hmm. being yeah. one of the biggest bands to ever do this sort They're of thing all right. they've done all right haven't they so well but like you know i i just I think that with a bit of a a bit of a tweak and you know maybe a touch better on the production this band could be onto something like a bit of a gap left open in because we have now that we haven't really got i know gallows do the odd bit here and there but we haven't really got any many uk bands like this Mm-mm. so yeah i'm a big fan of this and i'd like to hear more and i hope they do really well what did you guys think loved it yeah i agree with everything you've said <laughs> Okay, good. Next. <laughs> and he's just like, he's so sad. He's like, I'm just done with it. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, we all know I like the same sort of bands in that respect, like Cancer Bats and Gallows and things. Yeah, you're right. It could have maybe, yeah, like you said, production-wise. I'm not a musician, so I'm not very good at that, talking about that either. But it, yeah, it. not that I wanted it to sound bassier, but I wanted a little bit more meat mm. to it in places, I think. But you never know. Chuck 100 of us in a really tiny venue. It might sound a lot meatier. I don't know. But yeah, well, I mean, most bands sound better live than their first recordings. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, chances are, you know, this is a a young small band, and they've probably done it on a bit of a budget and and done the best they can, which is fair enough. You know, everyone's absolutely got to start out that way. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying this is a bad thing at all because I think if you came out totally fully formed and like the the, the oh, best. Yeah band you could possibly be from your very first release you're never going to get any better well, exactly then what do you do but like yeah this is this is the bubblings of something that could be really cool if they um just hone things a little bit i think does it say where they're from uk ones i think they're from birmingham yes they are from birmingham i was about to try and do the accent and then i decided that'd be horribly offensive <laughs> but yes they're from Birmingham. well you are the most northern of the three of us so you could have got away yeah with it. but that's you know most people are more northern than you two, so that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, I dug it. That seemed really fun. We'd definitely mm. um, check mm. that out and listen to more of them. Put it on my list. Cool. Andy, are you are you okay? Are you going to be all right? Giving us another track, or I'm still here. I'll be honest. I thought the other one would be the one that would sing to you, but maybe we'll see with this one. This is Jules with Spineless. 
jewels with spineless uh, i'm a big idols fan and that that screams idols to me vocally it's got the same sort of tones but it, there's a hint of mess about the instrumentation to it and the the way that mitch the vocalist says the, the lyrics or sings the lyrics you can almost feel the saliva on the microphone he properly spits them out and i'm a big fan of that it's chunky it's not necessarily quick but it feels thick i feel like i say thick all the time it feels um robust nice it's um (laughs) i think if you're a fan of that sort of almost post-punk pseudo-political anti-social sound you're gonna be you're gonna be bang into this you know fontaine's dc and idols and and alike Neither of which I think either of you particularly enjoy. So well, I'm fighting uphill here. Here's the thing, right? I don't particularly like either of those <laughs> bands, but I fucking like that. Hey, guy. I uh, I've, I've seen this band like mentioned a lot. I think I've got them. I think their manager, if I'm not mistaken, is James. Hughes. Do you remember a band called Golden Tanks? No, from years ago. No, I do not. But anyway, I'm pretty. Sure they were a really good band, but they, I'm pretty sure. I've got James from Golden Tanks on Facebook and I'm pretty sure he manages this band. So I've seen them pop up on my feed hmm. every so often and just thought, oh no, I've seen these six dudes who are all dressed like Louis the Fifteenth, And uh, <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not for me that. But I couldn't have been more wrong. Like I, I kind of, I get the Idols and Fontaine's DC thing, but I don't know. Like, I feel like when I hear those bands, it feels a bit sort of... Um, Insincere? Synthetic. A bit insincere and a bit synthetic and a bit like it's been made by an algorithm. Mm. Whereas listening to that just then, I just pictured just a sweat box of people going mental. And and I assume, it's the, is it the guy with the long hair who's the vocalist? Yes, yeah, yeah. The one who looks like, you know, Louis the Fifteenth. Yeah, <laughs> but just him, <laughs> him with his shirt off, leaning as far as the mic stand will go without it falling out from under him. And uh, just giving it hell. And uh, yeah. I enjoyed that way, way more than I thought I would like that band. And I think that that's kind of shown me that I really need to not judge a band by what they look like. Because I'd have given, I, like I say, I wouldn't have probably ever checked them out. But I'm glad that I have. And I'm definitely going to go and dig into them a bit more. I'm kind of with you because I saw the the promo photo first and thought, oh, this is going to be sort of a low-key... I thought it just sounded like the Smiths. Indie sort of thing. Yeah, there's going to be like full sentiments and stuff, but no, it's um it's got it's got some big bollocks to it. It kind of made me want to have a scrap. Mm. Well, it's <laughs> kind of so when I say idols, I'm talking early idols, I'm talking brutalism sort of era. Right. And before that, where they after that like I I really do like idols, but I've found the the most recent album to be just buzzwords Mm. like deliberately trying to create buzzwords which is fine you know i still listen to it i don't like it as much as the other two but i think this i think jewels are like early idols Mm. where they have something important to say and they're not overwhelmed by like people expecting them to have a message so they just say what they want yeah and i think that's important i mean i didn't i didn't particularly pick up any of the lyrics and i'll you know as i hear them a bit more i'm sure i'll we'll hear whatever it is that they're, they're saying if it's political or whatever but just the general vibe of it just made me mm. just feel energized and it made me want to get a bit rowdy and uh yeah well taken with that that's absolutely 
Absolutely a bit of me. Penny? I liked it until the vocals kicked in, <laughs> I'm afraid. Uh, I was having a nice little bop to it. I was really enjoying it. And then, yeah, the vocals kicked in. I don't know whether it is because I am from Essex. I don't really like the kind of lad chav, not calling any of them lads or chavs, just saying, but like that sort of... Uh, blokey vocals i've never seen a chav in a cravat <laughs> yeah me neither no, this is very true like now you've said that but yeah i'm gonna go with blokey vocals do you know what i kind of mean like that sort of i know what you mean yeah yeah and i don't know whether it's 36 years of living in essex and hopefully not sounding particularly essex myself sometimes <laughs> but yeah just and also i don't i also don't want to be like well also being a dirty grunger and having to be around chavs and lads and things i just i don't know whether my brain is just over that sort of... Would it help if I told you that they're not from Essex? No, because... And I'm not even saying they sound like Essex or chat or whatever, but just that kind of... That lavish yeah. kind of... Yeah, hyper-aggressive. Lads, lads, lads yeah. kind of mentality. Yeah. Like, I really did dig... Weirdly, seeing as how we know how much I like words, I really digged the music. Digged? Digged. That's not a thing. I really dug the music. <laughs> dig dug. <laughs> yeah, I was much more into the music and the sound of this one. But yeah, the vocals put me off. And I I honestly think that's just, that's a me problem being from Essex and having to I think deal with it. Spoken word vocals are a bit, are a bit yeah. marmite yeah, yeah. anyway, I think. Like that's something you're either, you're either on board yeah. with or you're not. And it's totally understandable why a lot of people aren't because it is a bit, after a while it gets a bit like, am I listening to music or is this a slam poetry event? <laughs> but yeah, I really liked it. Well, and then to me, it's like, am I being shouted at by chaps <laughs> at the club next door? You know, that sort of mm. thing. I'm just like, because they're smart in Essex, they put on the Grunger Club in the same building as the Chav Club and let everybody kick out at the Sounds same brilliant. time. That works really well at 2am. So this just reminds you of all the fights you've been in. Or the teeth you've knocked out. Yeah. Of those <laughs> those scabby goth kids that yeah. you hated when you came out of the you came out of the Chav Clubs and started knocking people no about. Wait, I'm not a Chav. <laughs> It's giving Penny like Vietnam style <laughs> flashbacks to the uh, scrapping outside the club in uh, in Essex. Yeah, boy, mm. darling. Yeah, just no. I think yeah, I think that's why I didn't like it. But again, not bad. I did did have a little dance in my chair. I did like it musically, but lyrically and vocally. Well, I didn't hear a lot of the lyrics, but vocally wasn't for me. I'm afraid. Fair. I'm one for four this week. This is my worst week ever. Yeah. Not that we're keeping a score, but I yeah, am. Clearly are. <laughs> well, would it help if I tell you I bought you some more pop punk? No, no probably not. <laughs> but crack on. Oh, good, because I didn't. Oh, good. <laughs> I specifically did not bring any pop punk this month as much as I wanted to. I brought you some metalcore instead. This is Stoneside with History of Violence.
So that was History of Violence 
from Stoneside. It was their debut single that came out on the 16th of April. And they're from Texas. So we know I like my metalcore a little bit more singy. I like to sing rather than shout. I did listen to this a couple of times. There was a lot crammed into that song. Possibly a little bit too many things. Different things they were trying to do in that one song. But I dug all of it. I'm not sure I needed all of it in one song. But um, this is definitely growing on me. It's a bit Deftones-y, a bit sleep token-y. So yeah, I feel like I could have this on and be singing along in my kitchen, which is always a plus. What did everybody else think? I feel like Andy's not going to like it. Well, let's find out. I'm not against it. I definitely would have listened to this, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, (laughs) Weirdly, it gave me a Breaking Benjamin sort of vibe. I I don't know why. I know that they're masked. I don't know if that's like a gimmick or if that's like the Slipknot argument of people focusing on the music. I don't know. I found it distracting. Yeah, like for the listeners, we had the video on while we were listening and um, we all kind of said we're a bit over the the mask thing at this point like if they're gonna do it that's fine just stick to it don't do a fucking hollywood undead and take them off three songs into a show because suddenly you want to get your face out there like a pair of bricks (laughs) that's my only feedback on that like a pair of bricks a pair of pricks there's about 18 in hollywood undead as well that's the worst part yeah but yeah (laughs) i enjoyed it i think it's definitely gonna be up liam street definitely had some deftone vibes yeah I really liked it, actually. I do agree with you, Penny, that there was maybe a little bit too much crammed into one song. I personally could have done without the the samples. Like the, It sounded like a, I was purposely not watching the video, so I didn't get annoyed about the masks, but I could have done without the samples that sounded a bit like an evangelical kind of preacher kind of character. That was part of the video, I right, think. Right, okay, so maybe that's not on the, um, you know, the, the actual kind of mm. album version or whatever, but... I really liked the riffs. It was proper, like, meaty. Definitely got Deftones and kind of loathe the Spirit Box kind of vibes from it. Yeah. But then the vocals were very clearly, very heavily Tool-influenced. Like, he's definitely... Beautiful. ...modelling himself on Maynard James Keenan a lot, which, you know, is fine. It's a difficult thing to pull off. The main thing that stuck out for me is that this is this band's debut single, like, their first ever release. Like, yeah. that is a fucking ambitious yeah. song to put out as the first thing you ever put out yeah. into the world. So absolutely fair fucks for that. I like to say, I don't know if all of it landed, but I reckon 80, 85% of it landed for me. Yeah. And just needed a bit of a bit of a tweak. And, you know, the whole mask thing, I mean, for all we know, maybe that was just for this video and it's not a thing they do all the time and it's not something we need to focus on. But, yeah, that is, yeah, that is true. I had a little look on their Facebook and... As of recording, this debut single hasn't been out very long. And I had a quick look on Facebook and it does seem like they've got a couple more singles maybe since then. Mm. But their Facebook gave me very heavy sleep token vibes with the rituals and the there was a lot yeah. of pictures of masked dudes in front of graves with, you know, fancy words and like deep, meaningful stuff. I think one of the songs that they brought out was something about a man that was gunned down or something like that. So like, oh serious and stuff like that but yeah i don't know if we need those masks yeah i mean from looking at the bio and stuff they look like a band who take themselves very very seriously which is fine Mm. but you need to have the stones to kind of back it up and um 
you know, your mm. songs need to be fucking good because if you take yourself too seriously and your songs aren't good enough to back it up, you end up just looking like a bit of a knob, which I don't think is the case here, but I feel like if they lean too heavily on this whole, like, we're mysterious, these aren't concerts, they're rituals. Like, they're, they're you know... Yeah. Which Sleep Token do really well. Uh, I don't know. I find it a bit tiresome with Sleep Token as well, to be honest. But And, and Sleep Token have been around long enough to get away yeah. with it it's not their first attempt do you know what Sleep I mean Sleep Token also have to wear the masks so that none of us realise that it's the guy from Bastille it's not the guy from Bastille <laughs> it's either him or Hosier I've decided oh he's he's not good enough to be Hosier though is he Hosier's way better than, than Sleep that's true what yeah take me to church absolutely banger oh that is a banger I'll take you to church bloody hell I don't know, I don't know what, what that, that means but I've made it into a threat Generally, across the board, I really liked it and would be interested in hearing more. Yeah, like you said, for a debut single. Yeah, really, really good. Really really well produced as well. Like, sometimes the guitars are a little bit so beefy that it's they start to kind of crunch. Like, you know, when a, when a sound yeah. sounds overly processed and it starts to kind of crumble a little bit digitally. There was a little bit of that right at the very end. But honestly, like, this is a, this is a, I mean, a cracking first ever song out in the world mm. yeah can't uh, can't yeah. argue with that at all nice mm. and then liam ending with you today yeah why not so the last thing i have is a band from oslo norway and they're either called shevils or shevils but i don't know which one <laughs> is the correct pronunciation but either way this song is called wet soaking wet Wet Soaking Wet by Sh- I'm going to go with Shevils and hope that that's the correct pronunciation. If you're in the band, please feel free 
to get in touch and correct me. But yeah, I mean, they're a hardcore band from Norway. In there, for fans of, they've put Refused, Snapcase, Big Black, Helmet. And yeah, I mean, definitely getting all of that just really kind of scrappy, high-octane, blink-and-you'll-miss-it hardcore punk. I also got a little bit of like a Hives kind of vibe off it in places. I think that was just the vocals, but the the vocals made it just not another hardcore bands you know what i mean like it gave it a bit of personality mm. and a bit of character yeah and like uh just a kind of um what's the word i'm looking for no lost it but anyway <laughs> um I, re- I really like high pitched vocals in hardcore i love refused i love snapcase i saw snapcase in uh, in new york a couple of years ago and just those really like screechy vocals are, are just fantastic and i'd always rather hear that than another Oh, low down hardcore voice. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. Don't know where that came from. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Again, like the first track, you know, it's pretty short, pretty blasty hardcore thing. It does one thing and it does it really well. So I haven't got arse loads to say about it other than I loved it. And I want to know if you guys enjoyed it too. Yeah, I didn't. It's because I didn't mind it. That sounds very non-committal. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I haven't got arse loads to say about it either. Have you got anything else to say about it? Well, I fall into that trap, as we know, of being old and stuck in my ways. So it didn't necessarily make me want to listen to them anymore, but maybe go back to some other similar stuff that I already know. Yeah, fair. Which is not necessarily, it was great and I like stuff that sounds like that, but it didn't stand out enough or didn't grab me enough to make me go, oh, I'll um, check them out, but didn't dislike it. We're all very like, eh. There's a lot of ennui today. It's low energy, yeah, isn't it? A lot of ennui. It's low energy. It's made me want to go and listen to Black Flag's TV party, and I don't quite know why. <laughs> I don't know whether it just sounds like the chorus of it. Well, there's definitely like an 80s hardcore vibe in this, like that kind of rattling along at 100 mile an hour, could all yeah. fall apart at any minute kind of vibe. It's definitely got that. Yeah, TV is not even particularly quick either. That's the weird part. But I think it was just like parts of the, the bass line reminding me of the chorus of TV Pie. And I enjoyed it for that. I agree with you with the higher pitched vocals in hardcore. I'm not a big listener of hardcore, as you know. But yeah, I was uh, I was on board. I enjoyed it. I don't know how long it was. Not long. But it was, it was uh, an enjoyable jaunt. Yes. Yeah, and if they've got similar stuff, you know, their other stuff might grab me a bit more. Like we always say, it's just the one song. Well, but- in their um, in their influences bit on the pickup, they've put like those bands that I mentioned, but there's also like Nirvana and Shellac and Melvins and stuff like that in there. So maybe in their other material, we'll get to see a more restrained side of them as well as the kind of 100 mile an hour hardcore side of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that the clear thing for me, and like you were talking earlier, Penny, about the way that you approach the pickup um Hmm. the way that i approach the pickup is i look through the genres and think like if somebody just puts punk i'm probably not gonna bother looking at it but if somebody puts a bit of effort into explaining what they sound like and they've clearly put a bit of thought into the for fans of and stuff that makes me think well this is maybe a band who are making sure that they're giving quality across the board like if they're willing because it's hard to do it's hard to do to like pigeonhole yourself into a genre and then obviously lots of bands 
have influences from different genres and span some different genres so it's difficult to just fill in a form and be like um shit we're punk yeah exactly and i mean if you put punk band for fans of the sex pistols the clash the ramones <laughs> like yeah that doesn't tell me anything because all punk sounds like that in one way or another but if you're like yeah. you know we're a noise rock band and we like daughters and mets and idols i'm already thinking well there's three bands that don't all sound particularly like each other but i get to see how they all sort of tie into noise rock and you know Mm -hmm. they've clearly put a bit of thought into it i suppose is what i'm getting at and if they've put a bit of thought into this then you'd like to think they've put a bit of thought into the music that they make as well so it's found me some pretty high quality stuff so far Mm. so yeah but you know stumbled upon this and it is something i'm definitely going to be digging into a bit deeper we've had from you know bands who've already been on the podcast and we've represented already you know they find it difficult to to describe themselves so yeah you know us telling them what we think they sound like you know they i can't remember who it was can you remember who it was Pam? i know breaths hello everyone that's been on it mm-hmm. by the way but i know breath said he would do some shorter songs and i was like no that's not what we meant <laughs> <laughs> but someone was just like oh yeah we didn't think we sounded like mm. that I can't remember. Yeah, who it was. we'll we'll go back and change our for fans of just so people know who we are. I think it was that band that you brought on that who uh, said they sounded like uh, the Ramones, but they actually sounded like Propagandy. Yes, yeah, mouthful. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I, you know, I think it's helpful for them hmm. to know what other people think, but also it's helpful for us. And as you say, if people put effort into thinking about you know creating a jigsaw of how all things sound similar and it ties into their own band, that's the that's the catalyst for us picking them. Well, it's not even just for them making it easier for us to understand where they're coming from. It's more when you start a band. I remember the first conversation we ever had as a band when we started Hidden Mothers was, what are the main influences here? And we kind of picked out four or five bands that we thought, this is vaguely what we're going for. And we definitely didn't pick five bands that all sounded the same as each other, because otherwise you might as well just have a one band list. Hmm. So that's why, like, if, you know, some pop punk band and their influences are three pop punk bands that sound identical to each other well then i already know what it's going to sound like i don't i don't need to listen to it whereas if i think oh i can't imagine what Snapcase mixed with rage against the machine and nirvana sounds like but i can see how those sounds would probably work this sounds really interesting that's more likely to pull me in i think because it, it shows that the band has a more diverse pool of influences and should make for a more interesting listen and it's part of the reason why we do this yeah. Because there is so much new music. Mm. Like we said, for Punktastic, we get so many submissions and things to the pickup. It's hard to wade through it. And, you know, you get recommendations from mates and there's a billion playlists mm. that you could pick from. So I don't want to be that person that's like, oh, you've got to show something a bit weird to like stand out so people can find you. And it's not about being weird. But it definitely helps. Yeah. You know, not all songs have to be called Doctopus, <laughs> which is fucking great. They but... should be. Yes, agreed. <laughs> Well, that would make it really difficult to find everything if everything was called Doctopus. I think, I suppose, what you could sum it up as is if you don't have an interesting sounding for fans of, you better have a really good bio. Because if you haven't got either, like, what have we got to pull us in? Yeah. This is the only way I find new music Mm. these days anymore. And obviously I'm spoiled with emails through Punktastic and stuff like that. Even Beartooth, I think, I was like, oh, I haven't shot a band in a while. Let's see who's on listen to them and now they're my favorite band in the entire world i feel like as well it's not always the same when i was younger 
you know you would go and see bands and then you'd fall in love with the support band i feel like that doesn't happen to me as much anymore for whatever reason it happens to me a lot still i mean it's been a while since i've been yeah. to a gig but it definitely still happens to me the thing i miss is buying a cd and then going through the liner notes like oh this band has written a thank you to these 10 bands so i'll go and check out those 10 oh, bands that's and cute. You know, do you not remember when bands used to do that yeah, but I never went through and was like, I'm going to look at this band because of, oh, that's adorable. Oh, I did. I used to go through it. I used to write them all down and tick them off as I checked them out or crossed them out if I wasn't keen because I was a fucking nerd and it. still am. And <laughs> this is why you've got more knowledge than the two of us could buy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't like to brag, but yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway. So did anyone have a favourite? I think the one, the one I'm most intrigued by is that band that had did the acoustic version of their song midwich cuckoos yeah thought they were wicked and i really want to hear what they sound like i was about to say proper that's not fair but you know <laughs> what what they normally? what they normally sound like because yeah. i did enjoy the acoustic but i think i'd enjoy the normal one even more i really liked your fangs out track mm. i enjoyed that a lot but when i put midwich cuckoos back on earlier i was like fuck i do really love this so that might have to be and I was su- not surprised, but I was not expecting to also really like the the non-acoustic version as well. I really liked that Jules song as well, though. Oh, I mean, I'm going away from this wanting to check out both of those bands more and also both the bands that I brought because I've not been and looked at any of their mm-hmm. other material. So I've got four lots of homework to do, which is fun. <laughs> I have still got Foon in my head, but I think Fangs <laughs> Out is probably the one that I'll go and check out first. Sweet. Well, if you want to check out all of them again, you can check them out on our fancy Spotify playlist. All of those, as long as they're on Spotify, will be on the playlist. I will probably put both versions of Midwitch Cuckoos on there now, just so you don't have to go and find it yourself. So, yeah, check out the playlist. Thanks for listening again, as always. You can find us on all the social medias, at Punktastic. And you can go to thepickup.punktastic.com and click Submit Your Band's Music. Fill in the form and... Maybe we'll see you next month. If you'd like to support us a little bit more or join the community, you can head to patreon.com slash punktastic. Get involved and help us keep doing the stuff that we're doing, which hopefully you like as well. So yeah, thanks very much, everybody. We will catch you next month. Bye. Bye. Toodaloo. I'm going to get out my wine shirt. <laughs>